Hey, everybody, welcome to the Struggling Hunters, where we're working hard every day to try to figure out how to be more successful, sharing our struggles and our successes with you. I'm Eric, and <laughs> we are the Struggling Hunters. We're still working on that intro, too. <laughs> we struggle. <laughs> we struggle a little bit. Um, now, nah, uh, with that said, though, Joe, uh, Thanksgiving was this last weekend. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was simple. <laughs> yeah, you had a pretty simple one? Yeah, it was easy. We didn't – it was nice. Didn't cook that big of a dinner. Uh, you know, little sister was the only one that – she came over. She had to work Thanksgiving evening, so um, she came over Wednesday night and kind of helped, you know, Thursday kind of, you know, bake the pie and helped a little bit with uh, other food preps. But it was just me and me and the wife. That was that was it for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but food was good. We we had a we didn't do a traditional turkey. We did it. It's called a it's called a sweetheart turkey breast. Huh. <laughs> and it's just pretty much it was just 10 pounds of uh, turkey and it it was it was nice because it was simple like it was thought out and it comes in this package of, of course it comes in a package but the package <laughs> um can be put in the oven so you don't have to take it out putting it in its own pan you know and like mess with it or clean it up or anything what you know you just it gives you a duration of time to leave it in for and you just set it in there and cook it for that and it and that's what we had that's what that was our turkey but it was delicious that's awesome it was juicy and tender so it was it was worth it well that sounds like a pretty simplified turkey day yeah it was (laughs) definitely one to remember but it was good how about you guys you guys do much for thanksgiving yeah we 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 uh we went over to uh the great grandparents house and uh uh the wife's uh grandpa cooked cooked uh, or him and his wife cooked all the food and i just showed up and pretty much ate and uh ate too much <laughs> and uh yeah i felt like i was turkey drunk for about 2 days afterwards man i just felt so lazy man i was didn't want to, didn't want to do anything for, I was like, man, I, I definitely ate too much, <laughs> too much food, but it was good. It was really good. We had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, pretty big, uh, pretty big event for the most part. A lot of, a lot of family members showed up and, and, uh, yeah, it was good. Just kind of hung out and relaxed and it was really nice having a four day weekend yeah that was nice yeah i i i really uh i think that was part of it too is is i just wanted to enjoy the weekend so i was like i'm just gonna relax and set back for the weekend i definitely didn't want to go back to work on monday (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know that's my problem too this time of year it's hard it's hard to be all invested in the work week true true i didn't really I'll just transfer right over. I don't know if you have anything else, but I'll no, no. Talking just, about the four day weekend, I was able to take advantage of hunting. Uh, you know, uh, two of those days, I took 
took all the Thanksgiving off, but it was also my wife's birthday. So um, it spent time with her. And, and then Friday and Saturday, I took off, went, went hunting, uh, just hunting up above Bountiful here. I guess no, not, I, it won't be too much of a secret. And a, lot, a bunch of other hunters, no, I shouldn't say a bunch, but there's other hunters up there too. Uh, bumped into one dude. He, uh, he actually saw some elk up where I was, was hunting a couple cows. Um, but he, that scrub oak is kind of interesting stuff. Um, it can hide stuff easily. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's no leaves on it, like it still hides everything really well. Um, so he, He's like, ah, that's what he was after was elk. And he's like, I saw him, but I can never get on him. And so I, I took off, went down this one ravine. And uh, as I was going run ridge, not a ravine, but the ridge, I was like, well, I want to kind of get down where I can kind of look back up and see everything, like this whole ridge line, see everything, you know, east and west. And, uh, went down a little ways and I was like, I'm just going to sit here till dark, you know, but I, I know nothing's, nothing's moving, figured nothing's going to move till just about before dark anyways. So went down, sat there, I sat there for a little bit and as I was going down, I kept coming across, I shouldn't say kept, but I came across quite a few uh, cow droppings. Mm. Um, so, or elk, I guess I should say, not, you know, cow elk. I, don't, I shouldn't even say, I, I don't know if there, there could have been bull, bull or cow. I just said cow because that's what the dude saw. But <laughs> nothing too fresh, you know, fresh as in the last couple months. Like, I'm sure there was some, like, you know, back in August or so, I'd say this year. But there was actually quite a bit more than I thought there would be. And uh, actually found a cow elk skull. So someone got an elk. In, I would assume someone got an elk in there at some point because it wasn't with like, you know, a whole uh, skeleton of bones. It was its jawbone and a couple other bones. So I figured it was kind of scattered because of being packed out anyways. And so just before dark, uh, when I'm meaning just before dark, I was probably about 45 minutes, an hour, hours pushing it. No, I take that. Anyways, <laughs> I looked out. I looked down. Sorry, I back up. So four o'clock <laughs> hit and a ridge to one side of me. I think it was like two does and two fawns or three fawns. It was like four or five deer but they were all does popped out and they were a ways away and moving down the ridge and I couldn't put a play on them. But I feel bad like hunting a doe with a, a I don't, not that it was like, it didn't have any spots on it or anything, but you know, like <laughs> I just feel bad killing mama. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh Anyway, so then like, so that was at four and it doesn't get dark till about 5.30. And then about 4.45, I think is when it was. I looked out down further beneath me and on this little plateau, I guess almost the, the bottom, I saw it looked like a two point. 
in this clearing. And I was so close to putting a stock on it. And I probably should have, but I had a couple things that were like playing on my mind. Like, you know, like, oh, you don't want to do that. One was it was at the base of this of this hill, pretty much at the bottom of this of this canyon. And to go home, I had to hike clear up that and then down the other side. So it was like, you know, I was a good, good hike out of there at night. And I, was like, I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I couldn't see a clear way to get into it either. Cause it was in a, it, this clearing. It was a good size clearing, but it's surrounded by scrub oak. And it wasn't like, you know, there's just a straight shot into it. I had to have would have to have picked my way through it breaking brush and I was like with with 45 minutes or not even 45 minutes you know like 20 minutes to try to get there or whatnot you know and put it get a shot on it just wasn't going to cut it and then I almost went off because or went out because the next little like clearing that was even bigger there was a a decent buck chasing a doe Mm. and I was like oh man (laughs) Like, I, I, I can do this. I was like, man, I just don't see it. Uh, had I saw probably a clear way to get out there without making much noise, I probably would have took off. But I was like, I just got to bust through all that scrub oak, and it's just not it's just not going to work. Like, I'm going to put in all that effort to get there, and then I'm going to scare it off because I have to go through the scrub oak, and then I got to hike clear i gotta hike up this side and then cross the ridge a little bit and then down the other side to get back to my truck (laughs) so Uh, i just kind of lost motivation you know i was like it's just not worth it (laughs) that's tough yeah so i i went back went back home all right i decided i just watched it and the one little buck he fed off into the scrub oak and i don't know what happened to the other one like i said he was the, the bigger buck was was chasing a doe and was chasing her pretty hard because he was you could see him like chasing him chasing her around the field and she <laughs> kind of wasn't want, wanting him but he was wanting her <laughs> yeah but so anyways that was Friday Saturday I went back out and then I was going to actually go into where where I was going to go I was like I'm going down there to the bottom. So I'm gonna so I went, but I was like, I'm gonna go this other way that's you know a little more direct. I went down, went to that ridge line, and it had a little placard there saying, you know, like vegetation reconstruction. No, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go look a little further. Then behind that was a no hunting area, and then I was like, oh, I'll go down this other ridge. Maybe it won't be posted. Jump down this other ridge, and it had another sign on it. it was, you know, like BLM or whatever, or whatever it, it was no hunting this area. I was like, Oh man, wow. had I gone down the ridge that I originally was on, I probably, you know, I could have played the, well, I didn't see anything. Yeah. But so then I just more or less just pushed grub oak for a little bit and found a spot to found this ridge line that had some, there's a little bit of snow found a ridge line that, uh, had some tracks in it and a little, and it was opened a little bit. So I just set, set off the ridge a little bit and was just hoping something would 
walk down the ridge just before dark, but I wasn't, I didn't try it quite dress warm enough to be setting as long as I did in that area because the sun wasn't right on me. I yeah. got to shivering and it, it was getting, it was about five o'clock and I was like, man, I just can't sit here any longer. Had I sat there longer, I probably, I don't know. I can't say I would have been successful, but you just never know. So I turned around and I didn't want to hike out in the dark anyways of this newer area. So I was like, well, I'm cold. I'll just start hitting the hitting back out. So that way I'm not stumbling around in the scrub oak in the dark and not being able to like, you know, quite see the orient myself to get out. Got one back out, caught the ridge line, started walking out. And then I caught, looked across this other ridge and there was like four does popped out and man (laughs) just right at dark and they're far they weren't even close enough to you know they were close if i had a rifle i probably i would have filled my tag you know close as in 300 yards maybe a little bit further but yeah so that was that was my saturday and last day of hunting for me but so so now you're pretty much pretty much up uh your hunting's all all done with for the year yeah for deer it's done i could pursue elk if i wanted but i just (laughs) kind of done i guess Uh, (laughs) i don't want to admit it but yeah i have i think till the 15th 18th of december to hunt elk but i just out here where i have been hunting i've only seen one elk and the other guy, I guess, bumped into a guy that saw elk, but I just, where I'm not seeing them, I don't know if it's really worth my time to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going after elk because yeah. I just ain't seen So, I call it done. <laughs> well, it's been a tough year for both of us. Hopefully, hopefully next year is a little different story. True. I think it will be. Um I was just trying to recap going over in my head what I did. And I, the thing is, too, is I've had a couple opportunities where I gotten on to deer. Elk, I haven't I haven't gotten on to an elk yet. But um deer, I've gotten on to them. You know, have I not made a couple mistakes? I probably would have filled a tag. I hope I can remember the mistakes I made and can stop myself before I make them again. I think that's going to be the real trick is, you know, we talk about breaking those walls and forming new habits. I just, you know, just try to, I'm trying to, I don't know how you really form those habits without being out in the woods and practicing, but at least mentally, you know, watch for those trigger points, you know, that I go down when I, when I'm going out, like, for example, um, one of the bucks this year that I put a stock on, I got to where he, or I should be able to see him. I didn't see him. And instead of putting up my binoculars and looking through the brush with my binoculars, I tried to use my old eyeballs <laughs> and didn't see him. And, and instead of, you know, like really, and then the other thing is I really, I got in there and started pushing myself, you know, like, I got to get in there. I got to work my way getting closer and, you know, doing that alerted other deer that caused that buck to to scamper off. So 
you know, hopefully I can, before I get into those positions that, you know, I can be like, okay, wait a second, Joe, find where the deer is, let them make the move, you know, instead of me making the move and playing my hand out. I think that might be the secret too, is letting the deer play their hand when you get in that position. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of trying to be the one that, oh, I got to make it happen. No, you know, let the deer mess up again. Deer messed up, find it you know, it's still in there. Let it mess up again to find it again. So with that said, to kind of clarify is, uh, you, do you think you kind of rushed your, your hand a little bit or, you know, yeah. rushed what you're trying to accomplish a little bit? I did. And I did it without that much cover. The only thing I had going in my favor was the wind was blowing in my face and I, you know, like, I was just like, I got to get in there. I, you know, <laughs> I was at 75 yards and I, was like, and I knew I had to get under 50 or under. And so I was trying to push for that extra, extra yardage to get closer when there wasn't any need. Like, I think it was midday even, you know, like, so I had, this is back in August. So if it was two o'clock at the latest, I had till eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night till it got dark. So you could add that thing come to you, basically. Right, right. Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. With, I mean, I feel like um, it can get a little confusing. It can get a little frustrating because, like, whenever you're hunting elk, you kind of want to break the brush and pursue them. You know, it's you don't have to worry so much about being quiet. And then switch over to deer hunting. And it's you gotta be super quiet, but sometimes I don't know. I feel I, you know it's kind of it's kind of just kind of messes you up or kind of you know confuses you. you. Don't I don't know? Because I I feel like I I feel like I've done that a little bit over the years. Is you know being deer mode and trying to be too quiet, then I switch over to elk or vice versa, or whatever, and you know I'm like wait a minute, I got to, I'm not hunting elk. I'm hunting deer. So I need to slow it down, be more patient. But I mean, the biggest thing with you though, is you were hunting with a, with a bow and uh, you know, it sounds like you would have probably got about a handful of, well, you would have got a handful of bucks this year if you would have had a rifle, but yeah. (laughs) I would have. <laughs> well, because you had your bow, just never could quite cut the distance there. So no, it happens. So how 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 many? Uh, I know you've shot bow quite a bit, or you've had a bows pretty much all your life. But how uh, how serious have you taken bow hunting over? Like how long has it been since you've been hunting with a bow? Uh, Seriously, I should say. So. I dabbled in it four years ago and then I just went back to rifle. Then really the last, these last two years I've really tried to call myself a bow hunter. Yeah. Well, but you know, it it is fun. You know, I, I, I just wish that I could like, 
you know, like tell them my success, you know, or, you know, like, you know, I wish I would, you know, like the audience, how do I want to put it? Like, yeah, I wasn't successful in like the whole grab and grin of, you know, antlers and whatnot and taking the grab and grin pictures. But yet, you know, like I had, I got on three bucks this year with my bow, which is pretty good, you know. I, but, you know, I, two of them, I kind of blew myself, you know, I was within 50 to 70 yards on three of them, on all three of them. So, you know, like to me, in a way for a year into it and trying to comprehend what that situation, it's pretty good. And I just wish that I could like, you know, somehow convey that as like a success. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard because. I went through the same thing this year, like with, with having a podcast and everything, you know, I'm like, well, I mean, I wasn't successful, but then like, I want to be, I want to, I want to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for or the phrase, like, I want to classify my success in other ways because I wasn't successful in the way I wanted to be. Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I, I definitely did that. You know, I'm like, well, you know, what was the success is I got to hunt with my friends and family and exactly <laughs> which, exactly. which is, is very important. But, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's hard well, to swallow. Right. And it's hard to really like, you know, yeah, I mean, evidently people do like us cause they're, you know, listening to our podcast, but like at the same time, it's kind of hard to convey that over through a podcast and whatnot of how much time that is, other than if you've been out there, you know what it's like to be with your friends and families and out in the woods and sharing that, you know, that, that time out there with them. Cause yeah, like being out there with you and seeing like, for me, like, you know, we've talked about it was that bear and that was, you know, not, we, of course we didn't get it on camera, but that's like, that's an awesome memory for me. And I wish that, you know, like putting that success, that type of stuff, you know, over to, people to have find the value in it you know like that's i guess you gotta become a better storyteller but yeah i know that's you know it isn't people want to see you you know with with the animal on the ground you know and that part of it that the bigger that seems to be where the reward is right (laughs) yeah yeah no it is man that's where i mean that's what it's all about that's what obviously you know us starting this podcast we didn't go into the podcast and this hunting season thinking that we weren't going to get nothing. Um, <laughs> True. Well, we, I started back before the bow, like I, or, you know, like I thought we had, we even said it, we have it in the bag, but because of the, pro- of the p- private property, I had access to hunt, but went to show that that didn't pan out. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it just kind of feels like everything was kind of working against us this year it's been a crazy year and i don't know man i i mean we'll get there you know it's 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 tallow but we'll we'll get there and and uh you know the i mean the truth is or full transparency is like right now you know we're just trying to find our legs and in, in in this podcast and and um and well, you know no. i i think things would have been different if we would have been more successful but at the same time like 
we're going to keep plugging away. And, and that's what it's really about is, is, you know, our, our introduction. I mean, I'm, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we're sharing our struggles and, and uh, successes, which successes are kind of on the low side right now, but you could kind of probably learn from our podcast on just everything that we've done wrong. Right. So we're, we're, we're spitting knowledge either way. It's just uh, not the, not the knowledge that we wanted to share. Right. Well, that's like the the thing too, the whole, I think almost our platform of uh, our, you know, struggling hunters is, is giving us an opportunity to talk about what, what we've done and maybe f- tweak it for the next time. And yeah, you know, it feels like in a way this whole year has been a, a learning curve in a way. Cause you know, like we talk about stuff, but it's, you know, have, have we done everything per se that we've talked about, you know, like, Oh, we got to do this to be a successful hunter. You know, we read this article and this is what they say to do. And we try, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're trying to break down those barriers or walls or whatever you want, mental blocks that are, that we put up in front of our, ourselves because we're used to hunting a certain way and trying to, to reroute that thinking is new. And that's why we're doing this is, you know, be able to get on, give us a place to talk to each other and, and hopefully, you know, realize where those weaknesses are. I don't even know if you want to call them some of them weaknesses, just where those points are that we need to tweak a little bit to to find, I guess, successes in seeing animals and finding the 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 animals. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot there's a lot in the the works for both of us, um, uh, you know, you, you've alluded to it in the past about trying to do more research of areas with better population instead of kind of going, I think me and you both have done this now. I, I mean, I've kind of went off a of hearsay, but like up where you hunt behind your, your place, um, you know, you've said it yourself that like the population's not the best over there, but you know, it, it is, close to home and in the mountains for you and uh and where i hunt i mean i've heard that there's a lot of elk in there but but uh and and we've seen a lot of cows but we haven't really stumbled across any big bulls or anything so um i mean i know they're in there but but what i'm saying is like making plans of of maybe kind of abandoning where we've been going and and maybe maybe kind of opening our our minds to better and bigger places that could bring more success and some of that i know over in colorado some of that is like through the draw you know if i could draw a better unit um that would be helpful uh but yeah i don't know it's it's frustrating either way i mean just you have so much hope and, and you, I mean, I, I was pretty confident this year going into it that I was going to get something and it didn't, it just didn't work out. And I, I was kind of thinking this when you were talking earlier, you know, Mike Tyson, uh, he's famously quoted for saying uh, 
everybody has a plan until they get punched. And then the plan goes out the window. Right. And I kind of feel that way. Like the, the amount of research that we've done in the last, however long we've started that we, when did we start this podcast in April or so since last April, this last April, we, we've done research and tried to study, you know, um, or learn more about vegetation ourselves and try to really like dial in all that stuff and to kind of relate it to what I just said about the Mike Tyson quote. Uh, I feel like <laughs> when you not, when you're starting, when you get out there and you have all these hopes and you're like, okay, you know, I really feel like this is a good place. Like kind of goes off all these checklists and you don't see an animal, your, your plans just go right out the window. It's really, uh, really really tough you know like i mean you question everything I, I know for me like i questioned everything i did and i'm like I'm like man i gotta go back to the drawing board because i'm doing everything that i that we talked about and and we you know we we're like yeah you know this is this is a good way to get some success under your belt and this you know you got to try to be over here and you got to try to do this and you know look out for the vegetation find a good glassing spot whatever and I'm trying to check those off, but then I'm not seeing anything. And I'm just like, what, what am I missing here? You know, like the confidence really goes away. And, and I feel like this year was definitely humbling. I'm excited for f- the future because I know that we're not going to give up. We're not, you know, we're going to keep plugging away and trying and, and uh, busting the brush, but it's uh it's just been, it's just been a heck of a year and it all kind of started out. If you think about it, it all started out with Turkey season. <laughs> True. So True. maybe, maybe this next year, if we have a little, little Turkey success, maybe it'll turn everything around. Which we might, I ran into turkeys quite a bit this year, <laughs> this, this fall. Winter. I'm still, I'm still kind of looking for a good place to go. It's a little little different for for my area, but uh, I know I know of where some turkeys are, but it's on private land, and so I don't know I don't know if I can do anything with that. But um, that's about like the best I have for turkeys is is uh, yeah, it's on private land. So I, I I've seen a few or. Yeah, I've seen a few in a few other places, but I'm not 100% sure if it's private or public, and, and I don't know the access. There's this one spot in particular that's kind of right off the highway, but, man, I probably saw 20 turkeys running running around over in the in the field, in the field. but it's, I mean, it's kind of a field, but it's um, maybe cattle are in there. I don't know. I, I, I'm not 100% sure if it's private or not. I just, I just got to get on Onyx and try to figure it out but but uh if it is public though i might i might try to go over to that area and see if i can come up with any success but other than that yeah i bet i i don't really know where to go for turkey yet but 
I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's definitely a, a learning game, you know. And I feel like some people, you know, it's a learning game in a couple ways because you kind of figure out who you are. You hit your your low points, and then you find out how you act during those low points, you know, or act or how you re- you react, I guess. And then trying not to let that get to you. And then, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's (laughs) trying to prepare for next year. You know, like I'm thinking of my mistakes that we talked about one of them, you know, that I feel like I could change. And another thing too is, you know, the scouting I did on the, down there in the public property, like I only turned up a couple deer and I never turned up that many bucks in my pre preseason scouting unless, you know, it was on that private property and those just disappeared. And I guess trying to, too, is comprehend is, you know, how much more time should I spend hopping ridges um, trying to find where the bucks are, you know, or, you know, was there just none in that area and I should have just, totally reevaluated where I was looking and gone lower elevation. I'm not sure, you know, but definitely trying to interpret how I'm going to hunt for next year. But all that, all that too, depends on where I draw my tag. You know, it's almost, I feel like in a way it almost where you're hunting, well, it does dictate how you're going to hunt or, you know, like where you, where you're going to look to hunt. But that's kind of a good point or something that I just thought about is, is, uh, whenever you do a draw, I mean, as soon as you hear about your results or, or even where you put in, just start kind of going out and scouting right away, you know, and if, if you draw it great, if you don't, then I guess you just kind of scouted for no reason, but (laughs) and you know, like kind of give you a leg up, kind of try to figure out the area a little better. Right. I don't know. I I feel like um. Like I pro I feel like that's one mistake that I made. This year is I probably should have scouted. Well, let me let me back up a little bit because, for for most of this last year, I kind of knew where I was gonna hunt, and. I've been there before and, and I actually did scout the area one time, which isn't, I mean, I should have done it more, but uh, I scouted the area one time and kind of, you know, we didn't really come across much, but uh, I had my plan. I've hunted there the last few years. So I kind of knew the area and knew what I was wanting to do or kind of making plans for what I wanted to do. And then kind of right before hunt season, you know, I got the, uh, drop on it was the same unit but a different area and so uh, I just kind of you know threw my whole plan out the window and I did go up there once but I didn't really scout around as much as I probably should have um, I really wish that now looking back I wish that I would have went up there and and uh, 
hiked around a little bit more and and really seeing what what I was getting myself into before I started getting into it. And so I feel like for next year, whenever it comes to elk, especially, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do spend a little more time doing that is scouting where I want to go. See what see what happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing too. I like I said, I just wanna my main thing is I just wanna put my lessons that I've learned this year in the head, <laughs> in my brain, and put those check marks in there so that way, you know, like I don't get myself in a situations that I got into this year that didn't allow me to get a deer. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of that to do too. I got a lot of soul searching to do till next uh, October. Yeah. And you know, one of the things too, that kind of like, you know, for my elk, where I was hunting for it was you know like just like it was only a spike or cow only but I was going to bed listening to elk bugle all night and I was coming out from the ridges with elk bugling but I could never get on them <laughs> and so you know I was like well I don't know I you know that's the other thing that I'm trying to search on what I'm trying to I guess take in what other people say and and trying to do better for my elk hunt next year. Were you here much in the morning times? Yeah. I I actually there's been a there was a couple of times where I had two or three I think they were bugling to me or my cow call. But oh, I forgot. Hopefully I can interject this, but <laughs> then when I was hunting Saturday, like I said I was going down. Was it Saturday? Friday. It was Friday when I was going down. I came across all, going across all that elk, elk droppings. I sat down and I heard this bird that would it would chirp, and then it would kind of sound like a cow chirp, like you, you know, like it had a bird. But then I hear this like it's like meow, you know, like it, but it was I knew it was a bird, but I was like, oh well, it could be an elk. So I reached in my backpack, pulled out my cow elk call, and gave that a blow a couple times you know just like why not yeah <laughs> and then uh so then i looked up behind me and there's a hunter coming down the ridge oh really so you think he came yeah. to your cow call i think he was coming to my cow call <laughs> so i i stood up you know, I, I didn't wave my hands or really get his attention, but I was like, well, if I stand up, he know, he'll know I'm here. So I stood up, and he kind of kept coming a little further. Then I saw him glass one side. Then he just dove off the ridge on the other side and hiked up this other side and just went back up. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't say for I was going to let him. If he's coming down, sure, I would have talked to him and, you know, glassed with him for a little bit or maybe – did a plan to push a draw or something. I don't know, but he decided to get out of there. But like I said, I blew on my cow call a handful of times and (laughs) down the hill comes this hunter. (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, at least you called in a hunter. True. <laughs> I thought that was, like I said, I don't know for sure if it was me, but coming down the same ridge as I'm on, who knows? <laughs> he might, he might have heard you. I mean, I, I felt like I was kind of loud because I was right on the edge of a ravine, you know, so I was blowing into it and it carried the whole ravine, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yeah. It, makes, it kind of makes me wonder what he was thinking in his head or it, even if he heard it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't even, I, like I said, he didn't finish out. He, dove down one side went up the other and went right back up so i'm sure he's like i don't want to and probably like i don't want to admit to that dude that he called me down here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> huh yeah well uh i guess uh are you uh are you thankful for for anything this year as far as what she experienced yeah you know thankful that i was able to able to go out and you know the opportunity you know to go out and that you know healthy enough to to have a good time you know to not be limited on what i what i could do um yeah thankful that the that the wife would allow me to to go out, you know, that's the, the big part of it too. She can, I told her a handful, or I tell her every time I go, that you have full control. You could, you know, you, you can say no and I won't go. Yeah. <laughs> no questions asked. It's as easy as that. But, um, you know, she's thankful that she's willing or, you know, allows, allows me to go out and, uh, I think I was able to go out and you're able to come out with me, you know, hunting together for, you know, a handful of days this year. Yeah. That was, that was nice. Yeah. Hopefully one of these days we can do more of it. True. <laughs> True. How about you? Are you thankful for, for stuff this season? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, th- yeah, I'm, I, I gotta say I'm pretty thankful for my wife for letting me uh do as much hunting as I did. I didn't have as long of a season, but uh she she got injured right before her hunt season and and uh so I didn't know if I was gonna be able to make it out, but I still was able to make it out and, and you know, a lot of it was thanks to her because I I did tell her I was like, you know, I mean if if I have to make that call, like I don't I don't want to, but I'll stay home and help out with everything, you know, and she let me go out. So I'm pretty thankful for that. And, and uh, like kind of, kind of really mimic everything you said. I mean, I'm thankful that we got to hunt together again, make it a tradition. And, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful for that. Thankful for uh, my family being able to come out and hunt with me for a few days. And I'll tell you, I, 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 I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be negative, but the only thing I'm on thankful for is, is that my hunting season wasn't longer, but some of that was my own mistake. I, 
I could have made it a little bit longer if I would have just not focused on pursuing elk only this year. Um, that was my main focus and I didn't do nothing with the deer. And so I could have got a little bit of a deer season if I would have went for that. But, um, but yeah, I wish, I do wish that Colorado hunt season was a little bit longer than, than they are for the seasons, but I guess it's kind of a good excuse to get a, get a bow and start hunting bow season so I can have closer to a month. Yeah, I'll be maybe yeah focus. I yeah, I'll be instead of doing both, you know, cat or elk and deer might be fun to do rifle elk and bow deer, so that way you're not having to focus on two on the archery. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It's still kind of in the future because I just want to. I I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe if I got a bow, I'd probably have better luck with the bow during rut season but uh i don't know i'm like i'm like man i've been struggling getting an elk with a rifle so i'm like i don't know what i'd get into with a bow so that's no i'm the same way i hesitate (laughs) i got you know a couple years hunting one area for elk that like i feel like i need to go back and like with my rifle and try to fill a tag with my rifle you know with elk because it's like i've tried for so many years and been unsuccessful that I need to like redeem myself or you know like kind of as that like tick mark as to yeah you know like I can't I'm successful now <laughs> yeah how what, were you uh this year were you within a couple hundred yards of an elk at all um I visually no but you know, everyone's like, well, you know, if you're hearing it and it sounds fairly close, it's closer than you think it is. Like I said, I had a couple um, when I was cow calling, vocalizing that, that, you know, like I feel like they were close to me. I never saw them, but, you know, like I could hear one get further away than the same sound would come closer to me. And I had another, you know, a couple other ones that were sounding off. So like visually, I can't say, but what sound or what's I don't know what the proper word is for for I guess vocalizing you know like yeah I was probably within a hundred yards or so of elk but I did see I did see elk but you know there was you know five six seven hundred yards away down a ravine and up the other sides and again I keep coming across things when it's like an hour before dark and there's no way I can get there before, <laughs> before the sun goes away. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I guess, I guess one thing though, to play that is, is um, this next year. I probably need to take this advice too, is if I do see something at, but it, one night, if I see something, you know, right at dark and I'm too far away to get there uh, the next day, just try to get to that area. And uh, hopefully they kind of come back to that same area and, and can make a play on them. True. Cause I guess, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long we've been going, but to kind of further that point, 
do you feel because well let me put it this way i feel this way about my my hunt so do you feel like uh at times you might have cut out of areas a little too quick like I don't know. Yes and no. Like, you mean like totally like, well, when I was elk hunting, I, I stayed in the one area for, like I hunted two, two, a ridge and a, and a bull for the whole time I was in that area. Kind of went back and forth between the two that's because I was hearing elk down in there, you know, but I could never get them to come to me. And then deer, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. I don't yeah. know how to really give you a, an honest answer in that. Well, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of go in a little bit of detail for me. Um, that area where we went into the dark timber. Uh huh. I went there the very next day and I didn't come across anything the next day, but kind of looking back, that was the most activity that we saw all week. Right. Right. And even though I didn't see nothing the next day, it kind of makes me wonder. There's a couple things is, uh, the next day, especially that time that I was in that area, I didn't see anybody go in there. I don't even know if anybody went down because there was a road about a mile or so away. And, uh, I don't, I don't know. I never heard anybody go down that road anyways. And so it was kind of that, that little mountain was all kind of to myself. The only thing that made me stay away from it or not go back there was the fact that we were camped about 10 miles away. And I was like, well, I camped over here for a reason. So I need to stick close to camp and, and just hunt from camp. And so I made that choice, but I'm, I look back and I go, man, we did see some animals in that dark timber. I mean, there's only one elk and a bear, but it was more than what we saw on the other side where we were camping. So I'm just like, man, maybe I should have spent more time in that area in that darker timber area and not, not, a, not a abandon it so fast. Right. So that, that's one of my regrets is I should have probably stayed in there. Cause, and then it comes down to, I don't, I don't know if there was that much, but I don't think there was that much pressure in there. Cause I think that day that me and you went there, there was a few vehicles that drove down there cause we could see it in the snow or see their tracks in the snow. But the next day, I don't even know if I so much heard a vehicle. And I, as far as tracks, it was a little harder to tell cause there was some tracks in there, but I don't think I ever heard a vehicle go down that road at all. And then whenever I drove up out of there, I never met with anybody or anything. So kind of seemed like I almost had that area to myself so the pressure was a little lower and my whole decision, like I said, my, as I said, a little bit ago, my whole decision was just the fact that we were camped 10 miles away 
And I was just like, well, I camped over there for a reason. So I need to hunt that area. Right. So I guess in closing, cause we're, you know, like 10 minutes to an hour. Um, I kind of want to, I guess a couple of thoughts on that next so like you're right like we didn't see in the in that snow we didn't see any tracks so we went to the timber so i don't know how much of that we can really use for next year you know okay let's let's hit that timber let's get on onyx and like um look for places that we can set in glass look for some wallow areas for some you know uh, watering areas and you know maybe let's purchase a a camera and take it back into there and uh, set it up someplace and just see what we can get. Cause you know, evidently we saw, we, we can't deny what we saw because we did see quite a bit of tracks that morning in the snow. And we knew, we know it was that morning because it snowed that night. So everything we saw was that or that night and that morning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, again, you know, like, okay, let's not, let's just, let's not be too stupid about it. And let's maybe invest some more time in that area. And I can say the same thing for my deer hunt. You know, we, <laughs> we didn't see that much activity or that much proof of deer until we found what we're calling the honey hole. Cause we found deer and elk sign in that honey hole. And, you know, I hunted that and I, and what, and what I should have done too is I should have probably duplicated that and said, okay, where else in this area that I'm hunting? Well, I guess, you know, what I could, what looks like this area, you know, what, you know, like where, is there another Canyon, another draw that has the same setup water going down it, big clear openings, you know? And so that I probably could have maybe found some success that way too. But again, you know, being that I hunted deer and elk in the same, at the same time, I didn't spend every weekend hunting deer, but I had to, I went to a different unit to hunt elk. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess what I'm getting at, you know, our takeaways that we can maybe apply for next year. So that just some thoughts as we're buttoning up here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand completely. I think, uh, so I, I think, think you are onto something we can't deny the amount of tracks that we saw in that area. And we know, I mean, it was, there was some highways going on in there, you know, as far in a couple spots, there was a lot of elk tracks running through. So I I just think that, I just think that if, uh, if we would have been kind of paying a little more attention or, or if I just, I don't know. I mean, it's all, it's all kind of hindsight 2020, but like you said, the amount of tracks, the amount of activity, um, or, you know, we did see a couple of animals and, and, uh, I mean, it was just more than what we've seen at the original place. And I mean, rain or snow or no snow. Um, I feel like next year, if, if we hunt that area, um, probably just need to maybe figure out a way to be closer to that spot and, and uh, just try to go in there and hunt that little area every day. Right. And uh, I mean, it's hard to say if they'll be there next year, but 
I just, I don't know. I kind of, I play back and I go, I, I feel like I made the wrong decision, but I just, it was, it was hard for me to justify. I, I mean, thing, I should have justified it, but go ahead. Is how can it be a wrong decision when you've learned? I mean, I get how it's a wrong decision, but you learn something from it. Yeah. You know, like there was, we, we were able to get loaded up with information and you know what, and then it'd be stupid if we went back next year and said, Hey, we're going to hunt the same spot over on that one side. And even though we saw all the tracks on the other side and you're like, okay, let's, 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 let's use that information. Let's, let's see what we can learn. Let's see what we can add on to that information. I mean, if we do go back to that area, you know, like let's do some more homework in that area. Yeah. Well, I like what you say about the camera, getting a camera in there and seeing if we can see some, see some activity and, uh, I really like that idea. I would like to explore it a little bit more myself. Just walk through there and in the summertime and yeah, or leading up to hunt season and, and uh, just see what we can come up with and see how much activity is in there. Cause it's not very big, but I mean, this is all kind of stuff that we could talk about outside of the podcast, but that dark timber, I mean, it's big, but, it's not huge, but I think you could make it out onto, I mean, we probably wouldn't go as far as, is where we were camped, but that, that hillside, that, that hillside that we were glassing at basically that, but we had a hard time getting to, um, I think you could end up on that ridge kind of, I mean, where it's, kind of open and stuff you could hike down that far if you if a guy really wanted to and kind of end up on that side of the ridge from that area might be a little bit of a stretch but but it's kind of like the same mountain that right that uh that we were glassing on the other area so so there's a lot of country there and uh um i mean there's probably more dark timber there than i'm giving it credit for but but uh I don't know. I kind of feel like it wouldn't be a bad spot to, to go check out. True. But with that said, Joe, you want to get us out of here? Sure. Thanks again, guys, for listening to us. Uh, Hopefully we didn't bore you too much to death and hopefully you picked out some, some little nugget, some little good piece of a steak that wasn't too grisly or too, too much to, to gnaw on that you didn't enjoy like again thanks again for listening i'm joe and i'm eric catch you guys later later guys